0: On this episode of the Big Stick Golf Podcast, it was awesome going to the players. We're going to recap our experience being there on Sunday, watching Justin Thomas's big win, as well as get you ready for this week's Honda Classic. Before we get going, be sure to like and subscribe at Big Stick Golf Official. Sorry, Big Stick Golf Official on all the social media handles. Also follow and like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, before we get going, be sure to check our friends out at Birdie Buffer's. They have a great cleaning kit for your clubs. Keep your clubs spick and span so you hit better shots. You can purchase their uh, kits at birdiebuffers.com and use the promo code BIGSTICK20 for 20% off. That's it for me, though. Great podcast here. Here's the podcast. The return to glory. I mean, any tour event's a big deal to win, but to win a major is obviously another level. There it is! Can you believe it? Nick Maldo. Oh
1: man, that was so much easier than putting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time.
0: Welcome to the Big State Golf Podcast. Okay, everybody, welcome into the Big Stick Golf Podcast. I am John Guest. Welcome, as always, by c Money, Carlton Smith. We are fresh off of a trip to the Players Championship this past Sunday. Big Stick Golf at the Players. It was awesome, great tournament, amazing win for JT. Um, see what was? It? Just give me a kind of a quick summary of, of the experience uh, going down there on Sunday and checking all that out.
1: That was a very long day but worth every penny man. That
0: was I was so tired was awesome. but we yeah. we were walking all over the place following people all around. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well it was, worth it.
1: I I cleared all my rings on my Apple Watch, that's for damn sure. Oh yeah. I Early. feel like that happened <laughs> about 10:30. <1030. laughs> yeah. Uh, by by time we I, by the
0: time we grabbed a couple beers, went to the driving range and then like went to follow somebody. It was yeah, we were already there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh pro tip, get the patio uh tickets yeah i'll
0: never never do that again i'll always yeah. get the patio always tickets, get the patio no. of tickets anybody yeah. listening going to the players next year patio it up it's the way to do it or if you want to splurge harder and get like you know the 17th screen box, box or what you know those those things yeah uh i think that experience we were talking about it before we left from from here on out we're probably going to try to go every year probably going to make it a, a thing splurge a little bit uh treat ourselves to a good experience but it was awesome um i don't know man where i don't even know where to begin uh just so much to talk about. It was such a great tournament. There was so many ebbs and flows, uh, different guys having, you know, great days. Like, I guess we could just start from chronologically, like first day, Sergio got out of the gate. Eagles, the ninth hole, which was his last hole of the day to shoot 65, seven under. Um, at that point, did you expect him to stick around on the leaderboard? And, or was that fall off a little surprising or, or what, what did you think about Sergio's uh, a week?
1: Uh, I don't know. As deep as this field was, you knew somebody was going to make a run at it. And Sergio definitely getting out of the gate was big for him. And uh, as a former champion, he knows how to win here. But, I mean, this – round one's leaderboard kind of, man, then you start working your way through to the next couple days and it gets heavy, heavy with dudes. That's
0: for sure. I think the guy uh, stuck – what I'm looking at, the leaderboard from after round one that sticks out, the guy who stuck around the most consistently was Brian Harmon. Uh, He ended up finishing T3 with uh, Bryson and Paul Casey at 12-under two back of Justin – um yeah he played solid all week i think that's a course that's that that suits his game very well it's not one that that you know that uh requires you to overpower or have a lot of distance so it kind of fits his game he's really precise and i was really impressed watching him we've watched him in person and it doesn't look like he should be able to hit the shots that he hits like he's just a little frail guy uh but it was cool watching that he you know he's he's a great ball striker and um he, he seems to be playing pretty well at the players recently but um yeah, and then, and then the second round was kind of the surge of Lee Westwood. He had a great second round, and, and then he, he, he held the lead for him the second round and the third round. Went into Sunday with a two-shot lead. And, man, another second straight kind of disappointing Sunday for Lee. Mm-hmm. He ended up shooting uh, even par. I mean, he birdied the 18th hole to make a lot of money. Um, instead of tying – four guys tying for second, one guy was in second, and he made so much money with that putt. But, um, yeah, I don't know what, what – you know, it was a – up and down but I uh, did you go into Sunday expecting Lee to win what what were your thoughts like as we as we went into it was it because Bri- Bryson was two back he was in the final group I mean we watched I, Bryson I the expected range.
1: the winner to come out of that group that was for sure
0: so did I, I yeah
1: I, I had that feeling where it was gonna be one of these two guys and it kind of just shows how good Justin Thomas was on this day and it was very for whatever reason it was tough out there I didn't feel like it was overly windy that day I know there was a couple yeah. tee shots that were probably windy but I felt like it was gettable. It was a yeah. typical player. Sunday, Sunday was
0: beautiful. It was – yeah, I think the you know, the wind wasn't – it was like 7, 8 all day, 7, 8 miles an hour, and, and it was like – you know, got up to like 85 degrees. It was a pretty calm day. And, and yeah, I, I think, you know, the course was obviously playing tougher. The greens had, had dried out even more. Um, but – I think the scores, that, that was what made Sergio, you, to just go back to him real quick, his first round was so impressive because Thursday was probably the windiest day. It was the, true. you know, th- you, we mentioned 35 balls were in the water on uh, 17 on Thursday, which is um about half, actually more than half that there were last year. Do you know, have the number for how many total balls went in the water this year? I'm not I, sure. I was actually looking it up. but Yeah, I never saw it, but 35 on, on Thursday. And I think last year there were like 60 or like 50 something. I can't remember, but so it obviously was super windy Thursday. The balls, if you were watching the tournament, were just clanking off the 17th green, but uh, that's what made Sergio 65 so impressive. I think it was the day with the toughest conditions, probably the easiest pins because it was the first day, but um, it wasn't, it wasn't the easy that day and Sergio played so well, but you know, wasn't consistent and and fell off, but um, I mean,
1: just to talk like some of the top players in the world were plus seven plus six. Oh yeah that first day from oh god Xander that was to ricky to tony yeah. like dudes were falling off the, the wagon in a hurry Just yeah kind of giving themselves no shot it rory too
0: yeah i i um i followed around yeah like like you said i expected i expected uh the winner to come out of the final group so i was following i followed them for probably the first four holes and then i watched bryson uh duff it off the tee on four and made that making, was
1: kind of the hole that screwed them both over yeah four
0: Four is such a tough hole, man. It's it's yeah. just so sneaky tough. It's just the green is wild. The the little creek that 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 kind of juts up by the green uh, through the fairway is just, I mean, you it's, know, it's, it's always prevalent. Crazy. If you don't hit the fairway, you have a very good chance to... It's
1: really tough when you top it into that creek in front yeah. of you about 50 yards.
0: And even when the pin's down there on the left, uh, it's obviously close to the creek, but even you have to be precise with your placement of your, of your approach. And that's what the players is all about. I think that's what Pete Dye did with his course. Um, made it you know it doesn't it's just such a strange course it doesn't look from from the yardages and, and just visually it doesn't look that tough but when you play it and you're standing on those greens and you realize the precision it takes to hit it in certain spots and not get yourself in trouble and um you can and, you know it's a really really good risk reward course and I, i'm always impressed with these guys shooting shooting 65 66 on this course especially when it's windy um so you know just this this course i think more just as much as any other course proves how good these guys are if they are able to uh, navigate it and and it, everything but yeah so the fourth the fourth hold derailed uh the final group on sunday and lee held hang, hung in there bryson got it back uh a little bit but you know just those early shots thrown away kind of it probably gave jt a little bit of motivation uh let's talk about jt for a minute i mean 68 on sunday nothing i mean great round nothing nothing blistering though it was you know, we were talking about afterwards, that all, the, all that Westwood had to do, you know, put it in quotes, all he had to do was shoot two under and he would have won the tournament. And, uh, you know, he just didn't get it done, but so I think, I don't know what, what, what were your impressions of JT? We followed him a lot. We watched him come in. Uh, we, we saw him live for a good bit, uh, as he was kind of putting that round together to give himself a little bit of a cushion going into the final few holes. But give me your thoughts on, uh, JT's performance on Sunday and, and kind of what, what you think, uh that means for him going forward and what it meant for him in the moment and everything.
1: Well, I think you, I mean, he did throw away a 64 out there in the middle. Uh, I think what was it Friday or Saturday, and Saturday, six, kinda,
0: he went 70, 71, 71, 64, 68.
1: Yes. Yeah, so something huge uh, to really six. put himself in position to do this. Uh, yeah. but I just felt like you, you watch all these other guys and Doug Gimm was prime example of a dude that got thrown into the spotlight with, uh, with JT of all people is one of the biggest players in the world from a, mm-hmm. a media standpoint, but he shoots 60 or he shoots 78 and he's just kind of long for the ride with Justin Thomas. Yeah. Uh, man, he's just super solid all day and he just found a way to score when other guys really couldn't. And watching the tee shot on 18, I swear, I don't know how that ball did <laughs> <in> the, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, the, I... the flight of it and everything being right behind the tee box. I was like, Oh boy, this is duck hook city. And yeah. The, the little fake club twirl and everything he did to uh, to kind just of get a, himself off of there, but
0: a quintessential example of what nerves does. Like he he was, you know, it wasn't. I don't want to say it was like a protective swing because he he still went after it, but I, I guarantee you he 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 kind of just poked it off the toe. But the trajectory and the um, just luckily the angle of that little hook was just right where he snuck it into the fairway and then it and luckily for him it kicked forward um didn't kick left which would have been dead uh kick forward i think he still would have been able to make a bogey he probably would have been able to drop down there where it was gettable he you know i think he had like a you know it ended up being perfect he had like 150 yards into the green and then he had like a wedge or something and then uh, the pin was up front so it was playing a little shorter um but if he would have bogeyed there westwood could have tied because he birdied 18 and who knows what would have happened but um that third that birdie eagle birdie start on 10 was what really got him going uh we we heard the eagle on on sorry the birdie eagle birdie 10 11 12 heard the eagle on 11 and then we were like okay we need to get in position got behind the green on uh 12 watched him just stripe a three wood through the green and then hit a brilliant chip to a couple inches and and he was off on it on the on his way but um yeah so what yeah anything else about JT i mean he was uh I, what i noticed about him was how um it was how purposeful it was for him uh to to kind of he was like purposefully putting himself in into kind of some sort of a zone. But what did you think about his, uh, you know, just the mental approach he had and, and watching him live uh in the final round? It
1: was just, you could tell how the nerves were there. And yeah. I think the best players in the world, they recognize the nerves and they understand how to kind of live in it and, and work through it. Uh, he Uh This guy has had so much go on in this last month, month and a half or so for him between the Ralph Lauren stuff, um, his grandpa situation and everything. So, you know, it would be very easy for him to kind of fall off the wagon a little bit and lose a little bit of a, a focus. And it didn't happen. If it did, it might've been for a slight second in that swing on 18, but you know what? Sometimes you just got it going for you. And even he knew how lucky he got on 18, but he just super composed, stayed in it car shoots a uh, under par round and kind of goes about his business to get something that, uh, that, trophy case needs is that player's championship. Cause this kind of, he's got a major, he's been number one in the world before, but you win this tournament against this field. It really means something.
0: Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with his, his just, you know, he's, he seems like a guy who, you know, he's, he's at this point kind of on top of the world, you know, he, he's had, you know, that, that slur that he said, and when the mic caught him was, was tough and it's going to be, you know, I, I don't think he's a guy who, who feels that way. He just said something, shitty and yeah,
1: he's just emotional
0: and it's going to cost him and but it is what it is but it, i think it was uh it was cool he's a he's got a he's got a great personality he's a he's a, obviously a good dude um it was cool to watch his reaction after that t shot on 18 he knew he knew what what happened and kind of uh did a little uh a fake club twirl and jokingly Went kind of right over it, to
1: his caddy put his, hand his on hat his
0: down and was just yeah, like jesus what in the world uh that was not what i was trying to do but it worked out so he knew, you know it was cool to see that um but you know, congrats to him. That was a big win. It was obviously very emotional for him. What did you think about? Uh, you know, after the round, he was getting interviewed, and then uh, he he got asked the question about his grandpa. Obviously, it was it was a I don't you know want to say it was purposefully to make him cry, but it obviously made him emotional. Do you think that's kind of a thing that we need in the sport? Like, is is making guys emotional and seeing them cry and stuff like is it is it something that's 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 necessary? Or, I don't know. How do you feel about that?
1: I, it's a double edged sword because you want us as fans we want as much access to these guys as we possibly can get and in that moment how raw it was and you didn't have to ask the guy that question to tell exactly what he was thinking about and I think one of the quotes was you know he just kind of wishes he could have talked to him and and but he knows he was watching and he knows he's proud of him do I think it was out of bounds yeah I mean there's probably a better time to ask him maybe later on when he you know gets to the the press conference and all that stuff but it's maybe the
0: next of, tournament, you know, like yeah. just, well, it's, just it's maybe a press, yeah, a press conference. Yeah, I, I yeah, feel it's, you.
1: It's kind of, uh, I guess, it's the nature of the beast too, because that guy's job is kind to, is to get this kind of response and get the raw from Justin. Um, but I could have went without it. It was you could see enough of it uh, on his face from the tee shot to when he hold the putt to I mean, after the round, when he's sitting on the back of that card or wherever he was at and just kind of reflecting on what just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I don't want to say it was unnecessary, but I could have been fine without it.
0: Yeah. I agree. Uh, really cool jester. I saw, uh, Lee Westwood's caddy. I, I forgot her name. Um, his, his fiance. Ellen. Yeah. Yeah uh grabbed the 18th flag and, and then ended up bringing it over to jade he was kind of reflecting by himself and, and brought the flag over that was really cool to see uh let's 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 swing, swing into westwood so he's uh you know i i want to say i was you know i don't know if i was necessarily rooting for him more than anyone else but uh he was the guy like if if i wanted to see him win i mean that would have been just an amazing story but you know it, the fourth hole like we said kind of derailed him he made a couple other bogeys throughout the round but didn't quite make as many birdies as he needed to to win the tournament unfortunately but you know, give me your thoughts, man. Like, did you, would you have ever expected to see something like this uh, before? I don't, I don't think this was on anyone's radar. So uh, I don't know how how, was, how did you feel after watching him play in person and and just how kind of the the just the the attitude he has at this point and just how he's carrying himself and, and seems to be enjoying life. But what were your thoughts on Lee?
1: I mean, it was. I guess it would have been. An, it's hard to say flash in the pan with the last week because I, we talked about last week how good he's always been, mm-hmm. but it's just. It, you can just kind of tell how much fun this guy's having out there and when guys are having fun the group he's playing with even Bryson came out and said it and that, that's helen's a secret weapon like she's she has centered this dude so much where he's just playing golf and it's not grinding and grinding and grinding the way he is is grinding in a certain way but not in the way that you're used to seeing him or for that matter a lot of other players on tour do it mm-hmm. uh, this God, i would love to see this dude win a major this year Oh yeah, kind of just to you know get one in the maybe maybe even win the uh the open just to kind of make it all come full circle
0: because oh the oh yeah that especially after skipping it last say, year oh my god
1: I don't want to say he deserves it but man it's just one of those feel good stories it's it's the icing on the cake I mean this guy's uh, as of today I believe it was yesterday he just played the Masters or Augusta with his kid and his kid's gonna be on his bag which I mean just keep on living that fun life. Lee, this is great. I yeah. wish nothing, but the best for the guy.
0: Yeah, I know. And especially, you know, he's, his fiance is a Helen is literally a sports psychologist. So, uh, Bryson, uh, yeah, quoted him as saying that he, she's the, uh, the secret ingredient, you know, the, the secret weapon. Um, it, it was cool. Like, you know, I, I, we, we were watching them on the range a little bit and, and kind of caught a little bit of their, them talking to each other, uh, walking off the range and they, yeah, it just seems so loose. And, um, you know, it probably gets a little nervous from time to time, but it's nothing, nothing too crazy. And, and he's just having a good time. It's I've never seen any player for that matter, really smile as much as he does throughout the day. He's cutting up with his wife the whole time. Uh Bryson mentioned, you know, in a, an interview that, you know, just listening to them talk is, just, it's kind of adorable, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I hate to say that. I don't think I have a better word for just adorable. And it's, uh, it's working out for him, obviously. Um, She's got him in a great headspace. Like, Good lord, man! Everybody's all these guys need to find a, a sports psychologist to marry. Apparently, like I guess that would be my advice. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a run! I mean, he's he's up to nineteenth in the world now, world ranking number nineteen. Um, just incredible. I, I would have never expected to uh, to see this before before we got going. But um, all right, so we watched Bryson on the range before the round. We were right behind him. So just give give me your thoughts. That's all I want. Just give me your thoughts on watching Bryson do a range session.
1: I think the word for me is just different and watching, and this is coming from somebody that was watching a dude like John Rom hit balls for a good 20 minutes and just watching him blitz it. Uh, you're what you, it was really cool. The, their practice setup is awesome and oh, yeah. especially fan friendly because they've got, they've got a uh, flight scope, top trace or whatever you want to that call it. That was awesome. They're I had streaming. no idea
0: that was even a thing.
1: Yeah. It's going on in the corner where it's, it, it's pretty much telling you this is the ball flight for this player and this player, and then it's got carry distances longest in the on the day, and I think mm. it was Phil had one that was three fifteen, and there's a list of guys sitting around three twelve, and this is into a stiff wind too.
0: They had um, yeah, they had the top five uh, longest carries of the day on the on the board just sitting there, yeah.
1: And uh, Bryson whips out his five would I want to say, and hits that about two eighty seven. Uh, yeah, start. carry, and it was just. I I, I remember looking at the guy next to me who's, like, full-on Bryson regalia. He's got the Puma shirt. He's got uh, the hat and everything. And I just turned to look at this guy, and I was like, holy, like, God, <laughs> this is about to be fun. You can say shit, yeah. man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I'm like, Sorry. But uh, it's – God, when he hit that – he hit the ball. The first drive he hit was 321. Yep. And it just
0: – That was carry.
1: Yeah, it, it just disappears into the back of the range. But he, I think just as everybody goes to see him do that. And but to watch the guy and how methodical he is on the range with what he's doing, like every it felt like every single swing he took had a purpose. And not mm-hmm. to say that other players mm-hmm. don't, but you can just tell you could see the the hamster rolling and in, in the wheel in his head, every swing he was taking, mm-hmm. all the fields he was and it was with every single club he picked up and hit. And yeah, it, got, it was so impressive.
0: He, he, uh, it, he didn't waste any time. He kind of, he just, he hit kind of just ball after ball. There was no, no time. Waste. He, he, I, I thought it was interesting. Um I didn't know cause I hadn't seen him, you know, play or get ready for a round in person before he was on the putting green until probably 35 minutes before his tee time. And then he went over there and just hammered out about a 20, 25 20, 25 minute practice session, probably hit, I don't know, 50 balls, you think. And then uh, with all just so many different clubs and, um yeah that was just incredible to watch uh it was that's what made it you know it kind of i don't i just don't know what happened to him on the fourth hole that just really derailed him um he he you know he i don't know he just hit a duff it just happens but uh but yeah the, the range session was awesome it was it was cool to see a lot of guys hit it. uh I, I was watching doug Gim warm up and he he was actually he was hitting shots and then looking over at the the flight tracker thing uh, or the what is it called the swing what i can't remember but flight scope or, flight scope, yeah. or whatever yeah whatever, whatever yeah one, one of those things um and then so that was kind of cool to see just the different approach it was cool to hear some conversations like we heard uh what was it brendan todd cutting up with uh, hv3 about uh him staying up late and playing call of duty and stuff and so that was kind of funny yeah. um i don't remember any other conversations i know uh it was it was cool to see sergio kind of interact with john ron they're obviously both spanish so they probably are, are homies but I'll, I'll say
1: this paul casey seems like a bro like he just, oh yeah the way he was carrying himself on the range just kind of hey what's up guys and very interactive with the fans and
0: mm-hmm.
1: just kind of doing his thing he's another guy that'd be cool to see to get a, a a win here soon
0: it's great to see the different approaches like bryson was wearing headphones and he's not talking to anybody and he's uh, in the zone headphones yeah. yeah but there's a couple there's different guys um yeah so that, that was cool to see but uh you know I, I gotta stop picking bryson to miss the cut because he's clearly not going to do that so uh uh yeah just another great great round for him man he's you know he's he's still on top he's, of the world right now he's i'm very a, good i think he's taking this week off and he's gonna be back next week for the match play championships that'd be cool um so yeah great it was cool to see bryson that was you know obviously one of the things that i was looking forward to the most and he delivered for sure um yeah, So we, what else? We we watched a lot of the practice sessions. Did anything else stick out to you? Anything that was uh, super fun?
1: Phil just looks like big money. Like I can't, <laughs> I don't know. We're walking up to the practice his drip was
0: class. sick on Sunday.
1: Um, we're walking up from uh, if you've been to the players, the entrance comes in right there by seventeen, and you you know you start doing your thing and making your way around the course. And first thing we you know grab a beer. We're we're gonna hit hit the actually we hit the shop, knocked out some uh, shopping beforehand. Mm-hmm. We got to We're like, you know, we're going to the range. We got to see these guys practice, and we're probably two hundred yards away. And I just see this these aviator frames <laughs> glistening in the sun <laughs> in the bunker. And I look over to my girlfriend. I was like, "You want to see the richest guy here? <laughs> yep, that guy right there, <laughs> second She's richest like, oh, athlete of all
0: time, baby." I was
1: like, "Yeah, that's Phil Mickelson. Mickelson, and he's uh, worth a lot of money. And is he over a billion now? I I have no clue. I don't know but, what his uh, business is but It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, me but just I mean, I wish I'd have been able to see him hit balls on the range just to see that in person. Mm-hmm. But uh watching him chip and you know work around the greens and stuff. That's what you kind of see him watch Phil for anyways, but he just looks like big money, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Let's uh <laughs> that uh, that's uh, that's what I loved about the players, man. I think the players it's the, I think the, the the players consider it one of the best tournaments, be, you know, obviously the 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 purse and the the field and everything is fantastic, but um just the way that they take care of everybody and I think that applies to the fans too. the fan experience at that tournament is just so oh, it's awesome. Great. It's just so, so awesome. Obviously it's a stadium course, so it's made for fans, but, um, just so cool. The course is fantastic. It's, it's you can't have a bet. The weather in Florida is beautiful in March. Like it, I can't imagine a, a better tournament. It's just, it was, we were actually complaining because it was a little hotter than it had been on <laughs> than the rest of the week, but, uh, it's all good, man. It was a, it's a great experience. Let's talk about some random stuff. Uh, Brendan Todd shank on 17. Have you ever yeah, seen
1: anyone yeah. do that before? And it was weird because we're walking up, I want to say we were on sixteen and cutting across to uh I I think we kind of split up. Y'all went to 17. I was like, I gotta get some I I need to go to 18 T and watch these dudes hit dry. Yep. Uh but we're crossing 16 and you just hear this this kind of low hole. Oh, and then you look over on the <laughs> big screen and Brendan Todd is like cackle laughing at himself. Yeah. Uh, and but I see a ball hit the water. I was like, wait a second that's by the other island what the yeah. hell just happened and then tree replay it's like good lord
0: but it was a crazy. i mean it was a straight shank it was like watching you know us play on like, sunday or, or it was Monday. actually like
1: watching <laughs> me play on sunday I had, <laughs> yeah. I had a bad case of the s words so yeah
0: it was it was rough but it was cool to watch him just laugh it off he i think did he re tee from the same spot or did he go to the drop drop area
1: i think he went to the drop but don't quote me on
0: it yeah, but um, still, man, imagine imagine shanking it on 17 and then having to hit an- another shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Um,
1: I mean, we saw some pretty cool t- – like, DJ stuck one in there tight. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Adam Scott hit one in the water in that group, but
0: yeah, Brian Harmon uh, hit a really clutch shot, made the birdie, yeah. gave himself a chance. That was awesome to watch. Um,
1: uh, going back to the range session, it was just funny to see. Like we're watching, I'm right behind John Rom, and right next to him is Brian Harmon, you could not get any further apart in the size category. Just, mm-hmm. ha- but yeah, still <laughs> as pure as anything. Like Harmon's yeah. just striping balls and working um, methodically that way. But one so of the great like, things Bryson's, about golf, man, Bryson's definitely losing weight. Like I know yeah. we've mentioned it before, but he's probably down a good 10 pounds. And a guy next to me was saying, like, I guess he looks bigger on TV. And I was like, Well, he's cutting it back a little bit, man. But yeah, dude. Yeah. I felt like we we're watching zoo animals all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> for like, sure. Yeah. Come for me,
0: please. It was it was like, you know, that that is one of the best things I think about golf is is the it doesn't require like, you know, football requires you to be a certain build, obviously, for certain positions, like basketballs, you know, obviously you need to be have height and athleticism and um golf you can be different shapes Anybody. different sizes uh and and some guys have more talent some guys have to work harder some guys just uh don't practice at all like chris kirk doesn't hardly practice and just goes out and plays and um it's like, that's if doug on hell him was like that and yeah if
1: doug gibbs 5'9 i'm 6'3 like, right no, like, there's uh, no way
0: <laughs> he might he's probably 5'6 5'7 <laughs> Yeah, Man, that's he, what he was. Li- he yeah, was listed
1: as five nine today, and I was like, "There's no way that dude's five nine. But
0: let's talk about yeah. him for a second. The Gim Reaper. What? Uh, it was cool to watch him play. Um, he obviously had a really disappointing Sunday. Shot uh seventy eight. I I was actually sitting on the seventh green watching, and I made him watch an eight, made it make an eight a quad. Okay. Um, I, yeah, so a rough hole for him there. But yeah, give me your thoughts. Like, what what do you think it, it'll mean to him watching? You know, being in JT's group, he was in the. What was he, the third to last group, I think they were, or the second to last group? They were the second to last group, right? Second to the last group, yeah. Second to last group. So he's he's right there in the thick of it. You know, he started the day three shots back two, um, had a disappointing day. So give me your thoughts on on, on him and, and what that uh that experience is going to mean to him in his career moving forward. I mean, he's still 20, 22, you know.
1: Yeah, he's super young, and uh, I feel like everybody needs to go through this to kind of feel it, at least. Whether you play bad or not, being close to that final group matters from an experience standpoint. And especially when you're with a dude like JT, like I was saying earlier, is as big a name and as good a player as he is, too. Hopefully he can pick up some things from this weekend and kind of carry those things forward into this weekend and further on as he starts playing in more and more tournaments. Because it's going to happen. The dude's super talented. Yeah. Um, He just super steady normally. You know, that hole just got away from him. But it's a good experience for him.
0: Yeah, he was talking about it after the round. He said that, uh, you know, he, he's won the U.S. Amateur. He won, uh, played in the Masters. Uh, I, I don't remember if he won the NCAA championship. Yeah, he probably did. He's a player of the year, uh, 2018 yeah. college player of the year. Um, so he's obviously been in some very high-pressure situations. Texas, but, like at a, at a yeah. pretty good golf But he pool. said that his, um, you know, his, the experience Sunday was like, if you added up all the nerves from all those other tournaments and the one and then put them together, it still probably wasn't as nervous as he was on Sunday at the, at the players'
1: Well, you and you, you hit on it last week, too. This is the first taste of like a real crowd again for a lot of these guys. And mm-hmm. we were told 20 percent. But talking to a couple other or the volunteers, about 10,000 people showed at that place. So whatever their 20 percent was. Uh, yeah, dude, I don't know. 50,000 50,
0: people show up. But uh, yeah, that, yeah. that's what they said. Ten 10,000 people. And um, yeah. it, it definitely, you know, it, it definitely felt there was, you know, throughout sprawled out the rest of the whole course, there was fewer people than normal. But. It's still, by the time the crowd had condensed on 17, 16, 17, 18, it, it felt pretty normal. It, it felt like yeah. a normal tournament, which was awesome. Um, you know, watching those guys handle those nerves. I, I forgot to mention earlier about JT. He was, uh, you know, watching him live in person. He was getting a lot of encouragement. People, he would hit a shot. People are coming, come on, JT, come on, JT. Um, giving him a lot of encouragement not any no acknowledgement his head was down the whole time i felt like Kept it moving it was I, th- I felt like it was purposeful stuff that he had probably worked with um, either a sports psychologist or his dad or whoever it may be about handling nerves and and i think the the strategy was probably yeah I man just keep your head down don't you know when you're in the thick of it don't acknowledge anyone just keep your your mind on on what you got to do to get the job done was exactly what he did um major stat – what was it it was a uh, the there's the 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 players of all all time players to, to win uh, a major a player championship and a world golf championship before the 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 what age of twenty eight give us the two players I think it was Sir Eldrick Woods
1: oh Tiger obviously and then and
0: Justin I mean, Thomas
1: oh oh wow he's in that kind of company
0: yep <laughs> so
1: I feel I feel like we just had that with Colin last week but I guess he's 24 but
0: yep dang two the yeah two guys two guys have ever done you know that's kind of a nitpick stat it's not like you know world golf championships I've, that may be a little bit I mean they're very important obviously uh but uh you know just that that's an incredible stat though he's about to turn he's not even 28 he's about to turn 28 he's he, he's uh, still 27 so uh incredible stuff from uh, him so uh, we forgot to mention Bryson uh before the tournament started he mentioned he may start taking his drive on the 18th down like over the water like onto the like a mound area toward like by nine and then the players Play made there the players made that that line where the water ended out of bounds so what what do you think bryson's gonna do moving forward if he wants to have if he strategizes that uh do you think he's gonna mention it before he's probably not
1: gonna he's not gonna say anything i wouldn't think um i know practice round wise they, they were saying he was doing some crazy stuff with the driver but uh, yeah, that's that's like that's one way to do, uh, defend your course, and I guess the quote unquote integrity of the course. But uh, how wild would
0: it have been to watch him tee up and aim that way, just even aiming that way, and then walk
1: all the way around?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. The pace of right. play would have been awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd been terrible. And then he'd have to – I don't – can you get to 18 uh, green? I think – You've got to be able to, but it I might I think be. there was a
0: little bit of grass that he could have walked around on like in front of the grandstands right there. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there was much. It was. It would have been a little bit of a path.
1: But speaking on that and, you know, the distance stuff, we did hear some pretty candid talks from Rory about his struggles this weekend and how it's – I mean, we, we talked about it before with maybe Bryson's in his head, and he pretty much came out and said – the the quest for speed has kind of flattened him out and made it really difficult to hit his wedges, which is when you're the number one player in the world, you're good at everything. And it was kind of, it was a little crazy to hear the dude like Rory mention that and just come out and be as open as he's been. And I feel like the past couple months, he has been, but he felt like he was, I felt like he was off. He was kind of steering towards the uh, Holy hell. What are you doing Rory last week with those comments? And now this week he follows it up with a, yeah, Bryson's in my head essentially, but yeah,
0: that was interesting. Crazy, yeah. good segue there. Let's uh talk about some of the guys that missed the cut. So I'm just gonna rattle these guys off Xander, Rory, oh. Tony, uh, oh. Finao, Ricky, Webb, uh, Victor Hovlin, Fleetwood, Hideki, who shot 63 first round last year, uh, before it got canceled. Cantlay, I mean, I can't. Would you were you expecting to not see any of those guys this weekend?
1: Hell no, you know, yeah. how excited I was to see Tony Finow hit some balls this weekend. Yeah, watching that in person I mean everybody else is cool but those are two guys I'd love to see play like seeing Jason Day was awesome this weekend and mm-hmm. just a favorite player standpoint mm-hmm. but I really wanted to hell Xander's in that same boat too just dudes that flush the ball and mm-hmm. want to see play on a weekend but I mean maybe next year we'll catch him
0: yeah a little disappointing the the the, the I don't know this the the weekend rounds didn't didn't include a bunch of the a bunch of dudes but Yeah, man, I, I, you know, we've we've gone over and over this, but you know, another, you know, kind of a fluky week for some of those guys, but you know, a guy like Ricky, who I mean, misses another cut. This is a tournament that he's won in the past. Uh, You got to wonder what's going on with him. Um, yeah, so kind of disappointing, you know. Didn't get to see quite a few of those dudes, but um, let's kind of get into. You kind of mentioned some of this earlier. Give us some of your uh, favorite drip this weekend.
1: I I think and maybe it just kind of goes with how, uh, how the weekend went for JT. But that Thursday fit was fire to me. Oh yeah, uh, we were sitting on the couch watching or that excuse me the third round fit. Uh, just a little and no polo on his body anymore. But that was weird. Just just something different, something classic. But he went white top with some a tint of green pants, and then that green leather belt was fire too. But uh, HV three rocking uh the purple and white again like what you do you know, have on was. the fours? Yeah it's, yeah uh you know just like your standard Jordan 4 <laughs> golf shoes. Yeah. Uh hanging out. Uh, you think they've got
0: more comfortable? You think the golf shoes are comfortable?
1: They got to be comfortable I, for them. The you know? fours fours and threes are comfortable. You start rocking uh anything up, up like higher than that it gets yeah. a little
0: the low top ones, bro. Get the, yeah. those. Yeah, I love just,
1: my nines. Uh, they're not comfortable at all. Uh, yeah, twelves aren't really. Well, I guess twelves are kind of comfortable, but it just depends on your foot. But yeah, I mean, Sergio rocking some pink on Sunday was kind of cool to see. Um, uh, Jesus Christ, somebody help out Brian Harmon though. Like, you got all, <laughs> that, all that money and you just look like you showed up in trash bags. Yeah, like, just get something that fits, man.
0: Yeah, know, uh, man. You're making. I mean, He just made a lot of money. Get a tailor, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, John Rom is so big. I just don't know if anything's going to make those tree trunks look good. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just monstrous.
0: Yeah. He just does what he does. He he just goes out in his bombs, but, um, yeah, a lot of good drip this weekend. I noticed, uh, uh, yeah, Sergio was looking good. Uh, the, the first round one, when he shot 65, he was, uh, that blue, uh, he was good look. Um, I don't know man. Anything else? Like what else what else we got? Uh one I, of the just, just a miss what sorry, go ahead.
1: I mean, from a uh I know Ricky with the Puma gear stuff makes sense. And you know, Bryson's shirt wasn't kind of that I think it was the Saturday round too. We thought it was sweat, which is never a good thing. But I think Oh yeah, his, good call. His d de- his debulking is kind of making clothes look very uh fat, not fatty reed esque, but the fit style it doesn't look as good. But Puma, that damn rope hat that they had that Oh, was, yeah navy and gold like the the players colors like we we the first thing we were looking for all three of us were looking for was that hat and of course it's been sold out but yeah Puma coming with that heat again
0: yeah i was feeling it um just uh for the foodies out there uh Ooh. one of my favorite experiences at this uh this on sunday was we, we stopped by the the trucks on 10 and i got a cheeseburger quesadilla which was fire so fire. if anybody goes next year cheeseburger quesadilla on 10 get that i don't know if the same truck will be there but if it is i can't remember what it was called so sorry to those guys but i would love to give them a shout out but um and
1: that was the beauty of having only ten thousand people there is you oh there yeah really wasn't any lines uh we had to wait a little bit with the patio and you know getting beer and stuff but it was nothing probably compared to what it's been in the past and like we got up to taco loo which is uh what was it tacos mm-hmm. on 12 and those the- margaritas bro. Yeah. We were in and out, sit down eight and rolled over to 12 to watch John Rom hit a putt. But yeah, man, the food we were
0: spoiled, really man. I, I had to wait like, you know, maybe 10 minutes to get my tacos. And I was annoyed by that. So that's how spoiled we were. <laughs> <laughs> that's how spoiled the, we were on Sunday. The privilege. Yeah. So privileged, but uh great experience. Yeah, man, it was I, fun. I could, yeah, I couldn't have, I think, I think from now on we're gonna, we, you know, we mentioned after the round going on Sunday is really cool. It's a cool experience seeing the winner win the tournament. Um, but uh, I think from moving forward, we're probably going to hit a Saturday round and then watch from home on Sunday after playing golf in the morning on Sunday. That's probably the way to do it just because we, you know, you know, there were four different groups that we needed to be watching at the same time. You know,
1: it's just really hard to keep up with it. And you've been to way more golf tournaments. I have, this is honestly only the second time I've ever went to a golf tournament. They've only Mm -hmm. been the players and it just, I didn't, I only saw one Bryson tee shot and that's kind of what I wanted to see. And I saw a lot of the 18 tee shots, but I saw a handful of balls on uh, 17, and then I, I didn't even go down 7, and 8, and 9. I never really saw any play from yeah. there. It, just, it was – the tournament was more exciting than I could have been able to figure out because when you mentioned it earlier on 12, we're hearing rewards about Justin Thomas draining a putt from 30 feet for Eagle. Yep. I mean, you're texting your dad trying to figure out what the hell happened. Yeah. And I don't know. This the experience of the actual – play of the tournament that kind of sucks i feel like we missed out on it but the but the actual environment the the course is obviously beautiful and everything but man it it would have been nice to be able to see the shank in first not not in person but actually see it in real time and how that would have played into jt making the eagle and then playing the rest of the round out but
0: yeah yeah so actually i haven't seen i haven't even watched the highlights of how that eagle on eight on uh 12 uh sorry 11 um so I, I assume it was very impressive, but I have no idea what it looked like. We just heard a roar, and then the scoreboard was actually the scoreboard on twelve actually kind of instantly updated. So that was nice. You know, yeah. if if you knew to, what to look for, the scoreboards were actually just about real time. So it was, uh, you know, it kind of kept you in the loop. But seeing that sh- all the, all the shots is what is probably what you want to see on Sunday. So at least we got our strategy. That was a good experience to get our yeah. Our so strategy Saturdays we're
1: gonna watch and do our thing. Actually, Friday we should play golf. Saturday play golf somewhere in Jack's. Friday, Saturday, go play somewhere Sunday and Monday, and this kind of yes. be – this go comatose after that. So
0: That would be perfect. Next year we're doing that for sure. Um, but, hell, yeah, players delivered. Uh, couldn't have had a better time. We were exhausted, but it was worth it. Traffic was kind of weird at the end. We kind of went down this weird uh, parts you've, of Ponte Vita seen, that I've never been to.
1: <laughs> you've seen tiger crowds before. I can't imagine what a oh, tiger dude. crowd would look like. It's and
0: wild. Trying to
1: keep up with that, like, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: It's like a mass, just a wall of people uh, moving around, just a like an army. <laughs> that's why you know I'll, Arnie's army. That's why that's what started you know, the, 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 that kind of uh, crowd crowd following. But, uh, and I'll,
1: I'll give the PGA credit; they they whatever the hell they said to those volunteers about those masks having to wear them. They stuck to it to a T. <laughs> so could be in the middle of a drink and they're yeah. telling, like, <laughs> I think the the verbiage was uh, any time that a player is hitting a tee shot and their fans around yell at them to put their mask on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's man oh my. i like. was getting so annoyed on 18 actually two things so first when we were sitting on 17 waiting for the the final groups to come through i think we we got there maybe with like two or three groups left to to come through uh i was looking around that crowd at 17 and people did not give a shit about their mask anymore no. i think the i think the marshals just gave up it was just people had been drinking all day you know we went yada yada hopefully nobody you know hopefully there's not a huge fallout from the <laughs> yeah. spread of the disease we were good anything. about it though we were good yeah about it. we were good about it uh, I was looking around being like damn uh this is this is kind of dicey but um then I was walking I was I was following JT up the fairway and this Marshall was the annoying the shit out of me because he <laughs> he was just I've you know I've been to a lot of players championships over the years and it's probably applies to all the, all the tournaments nationwide or whatever but every once in a while you'll get this Marshall who just thinks it's it's his he is was brought to this tournament by God to keep people quiet and from walking while the other people are hitting and so I, just the example on 18 uh like JT was you know way over on the left side of the fairway by the water he you know a hundred yards away from the crowd walking by on the walkway right so you could probably could people walking around was not bothering JT at all but the dude screaming out stand please everybody stop walking or whatever it's right not helping and his timing was terrible it was annoying me so much his timing was terrible it was like literally three seconds before JT hit. And he did the same thing for, uh, Gim when he was hitting for his second shot. I was just like, come on, man. Like, I, you know, I, I literally walked by one of them and kind of passively the really aggressive was like, you guys make more noise than we do, man. What? come on. Like, this, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, that was annoying, but, um, but yeah, overall, great, great, great experience. I uh, can't wait to go next year. Probably going to be a tradition every year. I, uh, yes, looking forward please. to it and thank you. Um thank you players championship that was awesome. So congrats to JT. I guess we'll move on uh kind of get quickly through this uh, Honda Classic uh this week uh is in Palm Beach Gardens PGA National par 70 7100 yard course uh much weaker field this week. So um I don't really know how much do you how much do we even want to talk about this? Defending champ was Sung Jae uh the biggest thing and it
1: sucks because this is like a pretty this is a famous this is the Florida Swing the start of it normally you usually get mm-hmm. some big names in this tournament but the way things fall you've yeah. got the Masters right around the corner in April like you've got to start taking you, got, you know the
0: the API and then the players and then and then next week is a World Golf Championship match play which is a which, massive tournament big
1: money big FedEx points like mm-hmm. you're going to play in that
0: if so. you're in that you're you're paid if you lose in the first round you're still you make whatever yeah. the dudes that tie for that make so uh So huge tournament. So yeah, it's tough for this tournament to be squeezed in between, but still some names there. Daniel Berger, who has won this year, obviously, you know, top, top player in the world. Sung Jae, defending champ, Joaquin Neiman's kind of making a name for himself, putting together some consistency. Phil Mickelson's going to be there. So that was cool. He played pretty well this week. Uh, Yeah, I actually, he, he started out, you know, early on uh, Thursday, he, he, he was two under through two and I, (laughs) I threw some money at him to win the tournament. That didn't pan out, but he, he was looking pretty. He, he looked like he was, he looked better. Yeah. He looked like he was consistently putting together stretches of good golf and he made the cut, had a pretty solid weekend. I think, I don't remember where he finished middle of the pack, but uh, good to see that from Phil Ricky Fowler's there still looking for his game. Uh, Adam Scott, he had a pretty good week kind of, kind of fell apart on 17 on the last day, but that's about all we really have this week. Uh, as far as the big names, um, I guess, yeah. Let's just move right over into radar rate right the field, man. So this is a weaker one, obviously. If the API was a seven point three and a six point eight, let's see. Ugh. Uh, I'm gonna go six for this one, man. Just a just a flat Ooh, six.
1: Damn, you beat yeah. me too. I was gonna say six to two. So. Say the same thing. That's cool. Yeah, we're we're gonna go. We're gonna six. roll with a six. I don't know yeah. what. Like, if this is the case, I don't know what the hell uh, is gonna be lower than this, but.
0: Maybe, yeah uh, maybe six is the bottom no i can't no it's not it's not it this is a be better this is a better field there's than still yeah this is a better field people. than most i guess we like would Puerto say rico the, or something yeah, yeah the, the worst fields are the ones where there's a world golf championship that has like a limited amount of players and then there there's also a pga tournament that'll be a much weaker field like, so i guess yeah. that would be we don't even really talk we're, about those we're probably times.
1: gonna see that next week
0: <laughs> yep we sure are i forgot uh next week is uh poor uh, dominican republic i can't remember what it's called but it's in the dominican so I mean that'd be fun to go to. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, I'll come yeah. down. So weaker field this week, but you know, it's uh, still still some good guys there. So let's uh, get into the just recap real quick the betting corner uh, from the players. What give us uh, some of the the names and how our picks panned out.
1: I'm trying to think of guys that made it to the weekend and actually were halfway decent. Uh, The probably the biggest name was sungjay He made a move Sunday. Big uh, yeah. He was at five thousand, but really there were no shots this week. Uh, yeah, you know,
0: Looking at Sung scores, he he T 17. He had two 66s on Friday and Sunday, and then he had a just, you know even par on Thursday. Yeah, that Saturday round. I don't know what happened to him, but he would have been right there if he shot even on, on Saturday, he would have been right there at the end of it. So yeah. tough for him,
1: but is what it is. You still see some like Cam Smith's name still pops up. Uh, Cam's playing Sam, well, man. He's still in it like it's
0: 65 on, on a Saturday by Cam, but then he was over 70 uh every other day, but yeah. still finished uh, but yeah, 700. nothing.
1: Nothing to bark home about, but when you played those live bets on JT. You were okay, so.
0: Sure thing, yeah. What about uh, give us the Honda picks we got uh, uh, us this week.
1: This week we're gonna go with uh, Keesh is obviously gonna invest in his buddy uh, Sung J M, um,
0: defending champ. Let's go.
1: Defending champ and a friend of ours, favorite golfer now. She's a big fan.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh shout out, we'll, Becca. Yeah. Then, uh, Neiman is gonna roll too, and Russell Henley and Chris Kirk and the Gim Reapers back at. 5500 which yeah with this field man maybe he he figures it out and takes that experience he had this week and really uh makes a push to this leaderboard again
0: i think we're gonna have a better week this week it's a little bit of a easier field to predict so i think it's gonna if you're if you're interested but
1: it's a tough ass course though yeah it might eat your lunch
0: if you're interested uh sung Jae is plus 1200 neiman plus 14 russ henley uh plus 2800 chris kirk 4000 and uh kim reaper doug Gim 5500 so all right, so let's get to the staff picks and uh, let's recap last week and get our picks for this week, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, no clowns. Uh, we
1: we kind of uh, we found a way to – I guess you won by default on winners with Webb. but Yeah, none really, of them made the, the cut, but he did,
0: he did finish the best. Webb finished. Yeah. Webb didn't make the cut. Actually, I think he missed the cut by a shot. So Cantlay and Finau were just worse than that. That's pretty disappointing. Yeah, it was pretty ugly.
1: But anyway – Regardless, not a whole lot of movement. Your boy's still in first. And Keish got points for
0: you. Abe Answer and Hideki. Missing and you the got cut. points for Hodlin missing yeah. the cut. Unfortunately, I always feel kind of bad about that. But yeah, yeah. standings was, wise, really I is. am sucking. Uh, 120, you're at 120. Keish is at 80. I'm at 65. And that sucks. But all right. So I'm going to hopefully bounce back this week. But my picks have been terrible lately. So uh, I don't think anyone should listen to me ever. But <laughs> I picked I picked Bryson and missed the cut two weeks in a row and he finished winning the one tournament and then and top the T, five t3 for the other one so yeah. uh, I should just go kick rocks um, anyways so I'm gonna go winner pick this week I'm gonna go with the favorite man a guy who's won this year uh, hasn't made a whole lot of noise but he had a he had a top 10 this past weekend uh, was really off the radar the whole week but he ended up top 10 so good for him I'm going with Daniel Berger as my winner this nice. week uh, man, nothing uh, – I mean, I don't have anything else really to say. He's just a solid player, and I, I think he's hey, – uh, We can just roll through player. these two. So, I'm going to go
1: with uh, Joaquin Neiman, who had a T29. I'm going to go with uh, Taylor Gooch, who was actually really good this weekend. He was T5. Don't the
0: uh, Neiman – that shows you what the, the, the field is like. Neiman's one of the favorites, so That's that's interesting. So – and Gooch too. So, um, and then Sleepers, I'm going to go with a guy who – He's, he's a big hitter, uh, foreign guy, Venezuelan, I think, Jonathan Vegas. Uh, he, he made the cut this past week, kind of finished towards the bottom of the pack, but he's a solid player, and I think if he plays well, he's going to be right there, and I hopefully I need a sleeper to win, so hopefully he'll, he'll do that for me. Give us uh, Keisha and uh, your picks.
1: Uh, Keisha's going to go with Doug Gim, and he's kind of yeah. banking on that. Uh, I'm idea. a new fan, man. I'm a huge fan yeah. of this guy now. Had no idea what he looked like before. I knew the name. Nope. I was like, that was not who I was expecting, but, yeah, good for him. Did he get on the map of
0: the API? Was that when we were like, who the hell is this guy? Was it the API? He's or been different?
1: kind of sprinkling it around, but yeah, yeah, he's kind of that guy. I think he's, uh, he's going,
0: going to be a staple moving forward. So,
1: good for yeah, him. I don't know how many more sleepers you're going to be able to get with him here, depending on the fields, but uh, yeah, yeah he's going Doug Yim. and I'm going to go with Mr. Uh, HV3, uh, Harold Varner III.
0: Awesome. I still, man, I want to watch him win a tournament, so I, I would, yes, I don't want you to watch him win this week because you picked him as your sleeper, but uh, <laughs> in any other week, I, I would love to see that. All right, so miscut Cut this week. Um, this is probably gonna be stupid again because he just finished uh top to, to eighth alone, or just tied for eighth or something. Tied for ninth. Yeah, he's alone. Yeah. Top ten for him though, Shane Lowry. Uh I was looking at the favorites and he just kind of looked like the guy that didn't, odd man out. Odd man out, but I don't, you know, he's probably gonna play well. So <laughs> so it's probably not gonna work out for me. But Shane Lowry, uh going with him as my miscut pick based on really no good logic. So uh anyways, <laughs> give us to Keish and your uh, miscuts.
1: Uh, he's going with another uh, Jordan guy, but he wears Lifestyle Jordans, so he doesn't count. It's uh, Keegan
0: Bradley. <laughs> lifestyle Jordans. <laughs> yeah, bro.
1: you can't be rocking some lifestyles out there. Like you
0: got to. Keegan, is that like what? Give me what does what do you mean by that?
1: It's just it's like it's like the trainer version of Jordans. Like I, I got you. Jordans, but they're not like a number Jordan. Uh, from what I've seen, at least. Um, shout out to John Rom though, because he's rocking 11s out there too. You so. need to tweet at Keegan about Concords. his Lifestyle Jordans. <laughs> uh, he's probably gonna. Dunk on me about uh he'll just show name, you his bank account or something. Or something yeah. like I don't care.
0: He's like, Yeah, I met I, Michael, he gave me these shoes personally or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's my C, bro.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but and then my miss cut is gonna be Ricky. I felt like this is kind of uh, uh that's, you're low-hanging know, that's, fruit, but it's just easy, man. Yeah, it's easy money, but easy hey, money. I left him for me, so I'll take him
0: we sure did uh yeah so we'll see how that goes we need to our it's a pretty uh it's becoming a pretty boring race for the uh picks but we got a lot of we got a lot of time left so we'll see how it goes a lot of majors coming up and uh yeah we'll see how it goes so um that's our recap of the players we'll be back next week to get you ready for uh the recap of the players and of course the preview for the honda championship and we'll get you ready for the match play next week uh before we get out here be sure to like subscribe all that good stuff the big stick official uh what you have something no i mean oh yeah. <laughs> my bad you you made it we're watching on that each was... other on zoom right now so you made a little gesture <laughs> I was and I was like what <laughs> uh yeah subscribe rate right? uh share the share the podcast someone, to do us a favor that'd be great um we really appreciate everybody listening we'll get you ready for the tournament next week before then as always don't forget to whip out the big stick
1: Thank you for listening to the Big Stick Golf Podcast.
0: I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. We should see the best players in the world. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wish we could play in front of crowds like this, you know, every single week. Until next time, take care.
1: Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of He has birdies.